0: What I found what was really interesting in one of my conversations was that somebody was calling restaurant food processed. And while that could be true, I don't view that as processed food because if we really want to get into it, which is what I love to do is really get into it, then everything eventually gets processed welcome to somatic digest the podcast the place you come to find love joy and acceptance in your body i'm your host kim a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body i'll be sharing principles to connect you back to your natural state of being We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax. Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now let's get to the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about the fear of food. Now, as I am starting to talk, I can kind of feel that my voice feels a little raspy almost. So if you can hear that, um, I'm sorry, my voice will come back. But over this past weekend, I went to Arizona for a good friend's wedding. And if you follow me at the somatic dietitian on Instagram, you will have seen all the behind the scenes because I love to share more about my personal life as well as all of the nutrition tips and things about my program. But if you can hear the raspiness, I laughed and talked so much. Um, and I feel like my voice is feeling a little strained. So um Nonetheless, let's get into today's topic. I spend so much time thinking and, you know, living my vo- my life <laughs> revolves around food in the best way. I think about it. I love to dissect it. I love to get into my relationship with food, other people's relationship to food. I just think it's such a fun topic. And with all that being said, the most thing I've been seeing recently is a lot of. Fear coming up with people's relationship to food. And I want to talk about this because it is so common for diet culture or wellness culture to really use fear for motivation. And it's a good motivator. Like, fear is a good motivator when you think about, like, I'm fearful that something's going to happen, or I'm fearful that. You know, whatever, we do things because we're scared of something else happening. I kind of almost think of like if you are a perfectionist or someone who likes to control or has anxiety about future things, that has been me a lot of my life. And the whole reason why I was really focused on my nervous system regulation prescription because I wanted to stop controlling things and. And settle into my body. But with that being said, I think we try to control things because we're fearful of another outcome. So if we can overthink all about one thing and try to make sure something else doesn't happen, then we feel we're in control. And I, I wish I could see you because I'm like, raise your hand if that's you, because that's me too. And the whole reason why I went on to the nervous system prescription, because think about this, if I or like if you are fearful of something and let's go into like the simple things like snakes, (laughs) I don't know if you like snakes, but I do not like snakes. I'm terrified of them. Like they freak me out. And if I think like, okay, I'm going to go hiking. I live here in Colorado. We have rattlesnakes. They're poisonous. I'm terrified. So if I think about, oh my gosh, I do not want to encounter a rattlesnake on this trail. How can I control it? Well, I can't. So I would just not do something, right? I would just avoid. But even thinking about that scenario, like truly envisioning I'm... On you know one of my favorite hiking paths, there's a rattlesnake anywhere near, I hear it, whatever, I would be paralyzed with fear. I would be in such a free state, which is an activated nervous system, right? Like we are activating the sympathetic nervous system because we want to feel some sort of symptom so that we can do something about that you know terror coming in or whatever is causing us to feel fear so relating this into the fear of food because i know this is such a common thing i was actually having a conversation with someone in the DMs on my Instagram and i'm not going to get into it because she was shared a lot of personal things but we all have different, like, you know, different medical conditions going on. And working as a clinical dietitian for years, I have used and am licensed to use nutrition as a medical therapy. So I know that there's, you know, there is different ways that we can approach nutrition based on your specific medical needs. But what a lot of times what's happening is we're seeing different marketing, which is just wellness culture, diet culture, using food to market things. And they're not taking into consideration your personal medical needs. And they're making blanket statements. And there may not be any research behind it. And it's causing you to feel Fearful, like, well, if I do this, will it cause inflammation? What will it do to my gut health? Does it cause cancer? Are any? Is any of this true? And why is everyone believing it? And now I almost don't even know what to do, right? And and this is all what's kind of stemmed this conversation because in these moments of you feeling like I don't know what to do, I want to give you some. I want to invite you on different things. I'm not going to, you know, give you a bunch of advice cuz then it would be I would just be doing the same thing which I'm not. I'm really trying to give you an invitation to get out of this wellness and diet culture industry but still prioritizing your health and your wellness in whatever way looks for you because we're all different. We're all different. So Getting into some of the things that people talk about when it comes to the fear of food, a lot of times what I have been seeing recently has been processed food. So I just want to break down what I mean when I say processed food, because again, I was having another, another conversation with someone else in the DMs. This is a common thread. I love talking to people. I love using social media to be social. I love learning about you and learning about like, what are you struggling with? What do you find is so challenging? So if you don't follow me at The Somatic Dietitian on Instagram and we're not conversating, come say, hey, come say, hey, I want to hear about you. I want to learn about you. Um, I see the numbers behind the podcast and I'm always so curious about who you are. And just another thing, I don't say this very often, but if you are loving this podcast, I would love if you would drop down and leave a five-star rating and a review about things that you are loving, what you're finding, what's been really helpful so that other people can find this podcast as well. Now, getting back into processed foods. So what I mean when I say processed food, I think is anything that has been processed into a box. What I found what was really interesting in one of my conversations was that somebody was calling restaurant food processed. And while that could be true, I don't view that as processed food because if we really want to get into it, Which is what I love to do is really get into it, then everything eventually gets processed. So, even so much so, so my husband is an avid hunter. And when you harvest an animal, you have to process it. Now, if I was going to have a steak, I would never consider that to be processed food. However, it has been processed it has been processed so like you know we don't have to get into the gory details and if you're vegetarian or vegan or something and you don't eat meat i'm sorry this conversation is absolutely probably grossing you out but i am a farm girl <laughs> so i very much like you know i eat meat i yeah anyway we don't have to get into all that but when you think about going from you know harvesting even let's go vegetables even if you go from Grabbing a pepper, the farmer has grabbed the pepper, whoever has harvested the pepper, they put it to the grocery store. When you are cutting up the pepper, you're processing it, right? So, and I love these different things because it's the way that we're thinking about it. This mechanism in our mind is how we create the story or the belief or activate our nervous system based on the stories and the beliefs that we're saying that's really causing all the fear. So, when When someone says to me, like, oh, I had processed food, and I'm like, you did? What'd you have? And they're like, well, I went out to a restaurant. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing that you view restaurant food as processed. Like, not that it's right or wrong, just a different way of viewing things, which when you think about these broad views on health or nutrition and wellness, this is how it helps you to be like, do I want to try that on? Because think about something else that isn't so. I almost like isn't so opinionated, I guess is is a good way of saying it because um, I don't know. I'm trying to think for some reason, the only thing that's coming up is like either fashion or money for some reason is that's what's coming up for me. But let's just go on the route of money. Like if someone is saying, oh, this is how, this is the best way to save money is this, 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 and this. And if you're like, I don't have a problem with saving money, like I'm good at saving money. I like the system that works for me. You don't even think twice about their advice. You're like, I actually like this system and this is what works. I could see how that, that could work for you, but that doesn't work for me. But when it comes to food, we have tried so many different approaches that we've lost our own. And so we really think that everyone else knows better than we do. And so when somebody says something, we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it that way. They have to be right. Like, why? What makes them right? Or what makes their opinion better than what you think or what somebody else thinks? Like, why? And that's really everything I'm just trying. I'm trying to help. This whole podcast episode is really helping you like zoom out, not saying that one thing is right or wrong, just saying it's a different way of thinking about it and try it on. So. Another thing about processed food, you know, so thinking about how all food eventually will eventually be processed, even when we get into whole foods, right? Because even if we think about like rice or a grain of some sort, like we don't eat the grain in the natural form. It has to be processed to get the seed, to get the bran. And then we eat that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, so is could all food eventually be processed and also your body processes the food now of course you might be saying like well processed food like a cheese it for some reason that's really what i think of when i think of processed foods like something that isn't you can't buy in the natural form right to me would be processed foods and we all know the common nutrition recommendations like those simple Simple, simple, common nutrition recommendations like eat whole foods, whole foods, meaning less processed, right? So if you're buying meat, like buying the whole process or the whole unprocessed meat, so raw meat, buying vegetables, buying, you know, some dairy products, buying bread, buying, you know, just whole foods and eating more of those and eating wide colors Wide ranges of colors and moving your body often in ways that you enjoy. Now, what I think is really interesting, and another thing I've been like contemplating is we all know the simple, easy recommendations, but we like to make it complicated and do other things instead. And my work is like, why? Why are we doing other things instead? Like, what's getting in the way of that? And I Know that things get in the way because even having over 10 years of professional nutrition experience, I got confused and I really worked on keeping it simple because I was like, why am I, what is going on? Why am I making this so difficult for myself? So that has been my journey and my story. And I know so many of us struggle with that. So even getting into this, like if you find yourself where you have a fear of food, keep it simple keep it simple. Like even asking yourself like okay, where am i getting tripped up on this? Like what am i feeling fearful of? What is what is someone saying about this? Like what is the story i'm saying about this food and how can i water it down to keep it simple? And you do that by finding things that work for you. So the biggest thing to do is really Like when I think about, okay, watering it down, how do I water it down? Well, one, finding like, am I eating enough throughout the day? So if you're finding like, oh my gosh, I am really nervous about this food, you know, I read somewhere that this causes inflammation. I don't know if I should have it. So if you're finding yourself like skipping meals because you're nervous about food, I encourage you to eat and eat often. And I find that it's better to eat something than going without nothing. So eat something and work on how you can release the fear from the food. So I this is, I mean, this is really difficult to make like really broad general recommendations because we're all so different. So finding things that work for you is key. And all of our schedules are different. Like our lives look different. Some people have kids, some people don't have kids. You might have a busy work schedule. You might be going back to school. You might, you know, have three different kids that you have all are all in different sports and you're working. Like there's a lot of things going on. So someone who's so busy and having kids might look different than someone who has no kids and is working and, you know, travels when they want, like they just have a little bit more freedom. Do you get what I mean? So it's difficult to say what works for one works for all because that's not true. We're all so different. So you have to really find things that work for you. The biggest thing that I don't like about this fear that comes from food is that it almost makes us immobile. Like in in the sense of like we get so discouraged that we do nothing. And that is the thing that I really want to speak to like finding things that work for you and finding things that invite you to approach your health and wellness so individualized that when someone makes a comment it's able to be like oh well that works for you but that might not work for me and that's okay like it's okay it doesn't make things right or wrong so i really encourage you one i i want you to try on an intuitive eating lifestyle And I'm telling you that this is the thing that built my health and wellness foundation for myself because it really took this approach that everything changes, especially in nutrition. Like I'm telling you as a professional with a decade of experience, I know. And like, you know too, right? Science is always changing. Things are always evolving. Recommendations are always changing. I remember one of my professors telling me like, I cannot believe some of the nutrition advice that I was recommending when I was working as a dietitian, but the research changes. And so, when you approach your health and wellness with an intuitive mindset that you have fostered through intuitive eating, you finally will feel that it is all okay because it all evolves. So, something that you're doing today, you might not do 10 years ago. Because maybe you have evolved, your lifestyle has evolved, the recommendations have evolved, we have learned different things about food. Like, so, and I say all that to say, why are you not working on the foundation instead of working on making a lifestyle fit into your life? Like, build the foundation and let everything flow into you. And if you need help with that, just scroll down, watch my program video. I get all into the details on how I do that and you can apply and i cannot wait to see your application to help you build this foundation for yourself but so much so we are just trying to make ourselves fit into a society that's always going to change so i don't i think and what has really helped me is building my foundation and letting things flow into the season of life that i am in and i'm telling you there's so much less fear and it's so much easier to just be flexible with what's going on and like sometimes maybe you know sometimes i'm in a, right now i'm in a season where i'm like i'm loving fruit for breakfast i don't know if this will continue i'm not sure maybe something else will change but like that's okay i love the season i'm in now and when things change like i know i got the foundation so we just add on to that okay my friend that was the episode for today. I got kind of on a tangent, but um, let me know if you've been loving these episodes. I've just been like jotting down a couple words um and a couple key points and then just riffing on the rest. So let me know if you're loving these episodes. And as always, we'll chat next week. Hey, before you go, I want to personally invite you to my nutrition coaching program. If you're struggling with overeating, binging, or feeling addicted to sweets, then you're a perfect fit for my program. The next steps are to scroll into the description below and click work with me. My program is a one-on-one where you and I work intimately together as I guide you through intuitive eating, bring in inner child healing and the gene keys to help heal your relationship with food and your body. I've helped women embrace the root of their issues so that they could live a life without feeling shameful or guilty with food. Let's put you at the center of the triangle so you can feel free, empowered, and liberated with food, nutrition, and exercise. Respond by submitting your application, and I'll reach out to you via chat. Can't wait to see your application.